When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England. Oh my goodness, what a shot. And the runs are blowing. On TalkSport 2. Hello everybody, if variety is the spice of life, then the pitch at St George's served up plenty of life yesterday in Grenada. After 10 days of, well, attrition in Antigua and Barbados, the facade of English batting competence crumbled at the first sign of heat from a pumped up West Indies seam attack before a mighty final session rescue act from England's 10th wicket pair dropped a hint that perhaps the pitch wasn't so bad after all. Only time will tell whether this stand will be critical. What an extraordinary performance from Sakib Mahmood and, of course, Jack Leach, everybody's favourite tail-end batsman. They're right up there in the list of performances for the 10th wicket. OK, the players are making their way to the middle and the camera focuses on Sakib Mahmood, understandably, after his brilliant performance yesterday in harness with Jack Leach. It's a, it's a classic of a day in the Caribbean. All those shades of blue from a deep, dark, metallic blue right to that bright, shining turquoise of uh, the beachside. Wonderful for all the players and everybody to be out there in Grenada. We're delighted to get going on today's coverage. Uh, certainly, I think Goffey's going to stay in his seat here. Um, we'll be joined a little later, actually, in 20 minutes by Mike Atherton. No, half an hour by Mike Atherton. Um, also Samuel Badri and, and Matt Pryor, of course. But it's uh, Neil Manthorpe who's going to take us away. Thank you very much indeed to Mark Nicholas. Well, Craig Brathwaite, um, seen a bit of him in the last Test match. 15 and a half hours. He batted for over half of the Test match. Quite extraordinary. He's 10th Test 100. And um, it's going to be him, I think, who takes a strike to the first delivery. He's marking out his crease now in Shivnarayan Chandapal fashion by removing one of the bales and hammering a couple of uh, little holes just to uh, show him where middle 
and off stumps are. Here's Wokes, first ball of the morning, and it's an away swinger outside the off stump. Sixth over of the innings, here is uh, Overton again, but Campbell chops it away behind square on the offside. He's hit that nice and he's going to get four. Just too much width from Overton outside the off stump, and um, I have to say that you wouldn't rate the shot particularly high um, on um, aesthetics. It didn't look great, but it's four runs out the middle of the bat. I'd be worried already if I was Joe Root. I, I, I would, because, because there's no oh, spite in the bowling at all. That's the problem for me. Yep. Join the dots, and they'll quickly go to that. Um, they'll have a blast with the new ball. And if it doesn't work for England, I think each seamer will have a good go at it. And if it doesn't work, I think Jack Leach will come into the attack. And then I think they'll go back to bowling that back of a length and try and frustrate the West Indies out. But the problem they have got, when you've got someone like Brathwaite, who just likes the bat time, is he no rush? There's four days of this test match left. 17 for no wicket. And Brathwaite is booking in. This is bed and breakfast again, isn't it? John Campbell sets up, bat aloft. That's, oh my goodness me, got inside edge onto it. If he hadn't, they'd have all been up, and so would the finger. Well, it's nice to see Chris Wokes get one straight. I counted up the number of times that West Indies openers were allowed to leave the ball outside the off stump. Wokes' first three overs with a new ball, it happened a dozen times. Bowling far too wide to be effective with the new ball and the new ball so important on this surface man after my own heart I've just been saying the same thing well Look I would too say promising. England have been distinctly average with the new ball I think it, it's a really important new ball morning for two reasons one because of the conditions that we've talked about the pitch is likely to get flatter as the ball gets older so that's the first reason and then for both the new ball bowlers Wokes and Overton you'd suggest it's a big test match Wokes' record away from home needs no uh, no uh, pondering on because we, we all know how average it is so there's thoughts about his place in the side and, and Overton similarly even though he's not mm. played as, as much as, as Wokes so for those two reasons it's a, it's a big morning for mm. them and I don't think they've been particularly good Saki Mahmood uh, around the wicket balls cut by Campbell behind square on the offside and it's racing away for four that uh, is just a little bit too much width um, Michael it was, uh, it was kind of you to say that England's bowling has been average oh, it's not been that good has it <laughs> I could have used some different terms but I'm conscious that I'm on public radio manners <laughs> It's average will have to do. <laughs> it's been very, very disappointing. I mean, Chris Wokes has had a struggle all tour. I mean, like, it's hard to recall more than a, a couple of overs that he would genuinely say were him at his best, that he would be satisfied with, let alone a whole spell. Here is uh, Saki Bamud. Oh, short wide. That's a gift. He's absolutely thrown the kitchen sink at that as John Campbell. Well, and why wouldn't you? There's no third man. There's nobody on the cover boundary. It's just open real estate out there. And that's just a wide, long hop length. And uh, Campbell has belted it for four. Samuel Badri and Mark Butcher are standing by to take over for the next uh, half an hour. I must say, gentlemen, it looks it looks uh, very... Uh, um, we're not allowed to use the word flat, are we? It looks very batting-friendly, the first hour. 
manners friendly is a good word to use I don't think I've ever seen and and you know your memory can be my memory can be clouded by uh, the passing of time but I don't think I've ever seen a more friendly opening exchange than that of uh, Wokes and Overton to Brathwaite and Campbell it was, it was astonishing just they ran up and bowled the ball wide they left it there wasn't a bouncer bowl there wasn't anything even in the least bit threatening pace was down below 80 miles an hour from both of them um, and uh, yeah Joe Root's uh, body language sort of told the full story really he stood there at first slip and he's generally a pretty affable fella but he had a face like thunder behind the sunglasses um, and I can completely understand why because they would have spoken about it that Chris Woke spoke to me about it um, whilst doing the pitch report for the television about sort of you know banging away at areas making sure that you're, you're bringing the stumps into play and they weren't able to do it. Overton's in and uh, it's, well, it's a leg stump. Leg stump half volley that goes past the bat. I think it's been signalled uh, as four actually, so I think it looks like Craig Brathwaite may have got a little inside edge on it. It goes past Ben Folks and runs away for four. It's just it's just another terrible delivery. I'm going to say, it. I've, I've, I've had enough with, with mincing my words. <laughs> it's been really bad. It's been awful for me in the first hour. I think, uh, England's premier all-rounder is struggling a bit here. If I can read into his body language. You'd have thought, given the delivery that almost snuck under the defences of, of Brathwaite, he might have stayed and had a, a, a glare or a word or so, but nothing. So he's now back to his mark. Ball in left hand, transfers into his right, hits the crease. Oh, that one's gone straight along the ground. Ben Stokes appeals. Brathwaite doesn't even bother to look up. He starts to walk. First time perhaps I've ever seen a batter walk off the field for an LBW. And Ben Stokes has the breakthrough for England. Absolutely right. I thought he was actually bold. Ben Stokes didn't bother to appeal vociferously. He didn't look at the umpire. And Craig Brathwaite didn't even look at the umpire either. He just started to walk. That one was absolutely plumb. Kept low under the bat and to breach the defences of Craig Brathwaite had to do something off the surface that one didn't get up whatsoever Brathwaite goes for 17 of 56 deliveries the first wicket for England 50 for 1 but, and that's the Ben Stokes is trying his very best he, he now walks off the field he's got a, a yellow bib in his right hand his England cap in his left and he's uh, making his way off the park to go and get some attention he certainly doesn't look particularly comfortable and if that's the last act that he plays with the ball in this innings well at least it's been to take the wicket of, uh, of Craig Brathwaite Overton round the wicket to hit him on his head good short ball very well directed John Campbell tried to get out of the way but wasn't able to and crashed into that helmet well I hope uh, John Campbell's okay Craig Overton immediately just checked with uh, the left-handed West Indian opener to make sure that he was alright, hit him right in the grill John Campbell thought about ducking underneath it then realised that the ball uh, wasn't going to get up so he tried to sway out of the way and it's hit him a really nasty blow and whilst nobody wants to see anybody injured out there on the cricket field that's a little bit more like it that's a bit, a bit more like the sort of cricket I'm used to watching in the, in the Caribbean a bit of chin music making the batsman uncomfortable because up until this point they've looked anything but uncomfortable oh he's hit him again Craig Otherton has run up and bowled another bounce another short ball to John Campbell 
and he turns his head away from this one and it hits him in the side of the head again. We're going to have to uh, have another concussion protocol here. Mahmoud again. That's LBW, is it? It's Kepler. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, if low bounce is to be the thing, we have a, an interesting afternoon on our hands because we've already had one batsman, Craig Brathwaite, out to a low bouncing ball. Now Brooks is going to review this. He's gone down to chat to John Campbell. And he's not going to review it. John Campbell's given him the bad news. It's hitting leg stump, matey. And so Brooks, who looks in good touch, has to go. And that's the beauty of bowling straight. Overton again. That's, is that a little edge? There's something, a clicky sort of noise. Well, it has definitely hit something. England are very sure they will review this. If Folks and Overton have their say, yep, there comes the review from Joe Root. It was the clickiness of the sound. So has it brushed the hard part of the thigh pad or has it brushed the inside edge of the bat? Is Campbell a worried man or a cool dude at this moment? Just freezing right there. There's a spike as the ball is on to the glove. I've got conclusive evidence to suggest he's hit this ball. I'm ready to go back on field to Joel. Joel, I'm going to ask you to overturn the decision. To out, you're on screen now. And Joel Wilson overturns his decision. Magnificent bowling from Craig Overton. He had a plan and he pulled it off. He hit the pitch hard. He forced a mistake from John Campbell. And that dreaded period between 20 and 50 that so often costs him his wicket has done it again. Craig Overton, the winner of that little cameo of a contest. Here's Saki Mahmood. Uh, anything to help? Well appreciated. Oh, that's a good delivery. It's gone past the inside edge. He's definitely getting some shape back into the right-handers and uh, I think that one's gone between bat and pat just past the inside edge uh, quick as well from uh, Saki Mahmood that's very impressive good over to finish the session I think that's a yes it is the last over of the session 25 overs gone West Indies are 71 for three you're listening to live and exclusive coverage of the West Indies versus England right here on TalkSport 2 Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England on Talk Sport 2. Welcome back to the National Cricket Stadium in Grenada for the start of uh, the second session on the second day of the third and decisive test match between uh, the West Indies and England. And the West Indies, who are 50 without loss shortly before lunch, are now 71 for three and uh, in neat serious need of uh, some stabilisation and rebuilding. I've got uh, Michael Atherton and Darren Goff alongside me and also Jared Kimber, Chris Wokes. First delivery after lunch, played defensively by Blackwood without difficulty, no run, 71 for three. Good to hear you, Skip. How are you doing? I'm well. It's nice to hear you, Goffy. Anyway, this must be light relief from your day job, is it, at the moment? Oh, this is happy days. It's like <laughs> Christmas, this half. <laughs> Honestly, mate, I, I couldn't wait to uh, get a car down here this morning. <laughs> I ran out of the house. <laughs> Struck me as one of the uh, bigger hospital passes, that one that you've taken on. But well done for doing it. Yeah, it's a big call, but um, it's been different to where I thought it would be. But I've, it's been enjoyable at times as well. And I think just looking forward to the cricket starting now, if I'm really, really honest. Um, most of the hard work's been That's done in recruitment. So hopefully I, now is... I'm doing things I enjoy, like finding overseas, doing the stats, getting Jared to give me a little bit of helping hand, and which players shall I sign? All these stats they have these days. We used to just get a video, didn't we, and say, right, this is how he gets out, ball at him like this. 
Remember that we used to get those videos, or you as a batter might have got guys bowling who you might be facing. This is how he's going to get you out. Don't let him get you out that way. David Lloyd would have a suitcase with all his VHS tapes in. <laughs> those days have gone, thankfully. And his quotes from famous people around the dressing room. Didn't he? He used to give me a headache reading all them quotes. <laughs> Goffey's obviously had to apply his mind um, to a great deal of detail and, uh, and it's obviously um, he's um, treading from one problematic area to another but we did a special on lunch uh, during one of the days in Barbados in which he spoke at great length about his new role um, and uh, w one of the questions that he didn't have to think about was why did you take the job? And uh, he just he gave us that sort of quizzical, perplexed Darren Goff look and said, well, I couldn't say no, could I? Well, it's, it's the great club in the land, really. And uh, everybody hopes and wishes that Yorkshire you know, can get back to where it, it should be, both on and off the field. I mean, that's the club with the greatest you know, history and tradition of cricket in the land, really. Good to hear. Good to hear. Because I got that perplexed look from Manners when I said it was the biggest cricket club in the world <laughs> but it was it's funny to think that you know even even though you are Darren Goff and it is Yorkshire County Cricket Club um, it was still a very very hot potato and remains a massive issue so for you to say well I, I couldn't say no it was well I could have said no um, I've had other opportunities to get back into cricket but I, I think I'd have regretted it in five years time if I didn't I'm quite interested to know, Goffey, about just the psychology of, of bowling. I mean, Wokes has had such a thin time of it this winter. You know, he's taking his wickets very sparsely. Not many. Uh, can you remember a phase in your career where you ran up just devoid of, of confidence and expectation that you would pick up wickets? Yeah, you were it there. Must, he South must Africa. feel like that right now. Yeah, South Africa, 95. I'd had a great 94, a great year, great tour, got uh, that foot injury. And then I got everybody telling me my action was wrong, I was going to get injured uh, if I didn't change. And I went to South Africa, and I remember you having that conversation with you. You said, what are you doing? Just get back to bowling how you used to, because I had this open action and scared of my front foot. And I ended up that tour with just a write-off because I just had no confidence in where the ball was going. I mean, it's interesting with Wilkes, isn't it? Because he's not in that situation. His, his, his action is he's completely experienced cricketer now. You, you were a young kid then, learning the way. And his action is very repeatable. It doesn't look much different to me. But it's just the fact that he can't seem to pick up a wicket and therefore that confidence must just gradually drain away, mm. running up without any expectation at all. And I think it's been down to England's mentality when they do travel, uh, though, others. I think the natural length of all the bowlers has been too short. Do you have any recollection at all of a, of a Darren Goff low on confidence, Michael? Well, no, not really. That's why I kind of asked slightly tentatively because he was tremendously a bullion and, and confident cricketer for the most part. But of course, even the most confident cricketers have their patches. I certainly cannot imagine Darren Goff without confidence. That was the only time, Manners. 1995, I'll, I'll tell you now, it was the only time when there was uh, no confidence. Except for the end when I, I only had one leg. <laughs> Is that right, Goffey, that, that none of it was bravado? It was always genuine inner confidence? Oh, well, yeah, obviously. 
bravado plays a big part of it. If you speak to Andrew Flint, I feel tell you exactly the same. That run out with the helmet in his hand. I mean, of, of, of course, I was the same as everybody else when I went back to my room. I could have cried every night. Yeah, when you're talking about that confidence, what I mean by that is, but it's the, that, uh, during that series 95, it affected me game. I think at other times when you've been low in confidence, when you have a bad day in the field and you go back to your hotel room, you, you all go through, everybody goes through those feelings. But I used to be able to forget about it come the next day. And the only time I got really affected was that 95 series, when there was too much going on. Here's uh, Wokes. No, he does bang that in. Now what's that hit? They love it. England love it. A glove on it, a wicket. And well done, Chris Wokes. That's so well deserved. He's had a bowl a good spell here after a pretty sloppy one this morning, and he's picked up a vital wicket. Bonner caught at the wicket by Ben Folks of Chris Wokes. Wokes again now. That is out. Must be. No, it's safe. Is it? No, it's oh. not safe. Besto takes the catch. Holder is anything but secure. Frankly, a pretty awful shot, third ball. Suddenly, West Indies are five down, and guess who is the main man? Chris Wokes. It's amazing, isn't it? When you ball with a bit of aggression, you can pitch it up, ball at the stumps with the odd bouncer. It's amazing, you can take wickets, no matter where you are in the world. A comfortable catch there for Johnny Bairstow. Well bowled, Chris Wokes. Welcome to the party. It's easy, this playing abroad. You don't have to be in England <laughs> on green seamers. Pitch it up, ball at the stumps, get the batsman wanting to come forward, let him have the odd short ball, two for, in the bag. Thank you, Chris Wokes. Wokes is in once again, and that one is straight and stayed down, and the finger goes up. Joel Wilson sends Blackwood on his way, who immediately, well, not immediately, but has a little look to try and check his bearings, and then decides to uh, take the review. LBW, original decision out. Pitching outside off. Impact in line. Ooh, clips the top of leg stump. Can you go back on field to Joel? Joel, you can stay with Joel your Joel Wilson raises decision. the finger for a second time. And Jermaine Blackwood has to go. He's a short man with very, very small pads. I'm guessing they'd be youth-sized pads. And it hit to above the knee roll. But Joel Wilson raised the finger. The ball knocked the bails off of that leg stump and he is on his way back he had a couple of close shaves in the last three or four deliveries but finally England get their man he goes for 18 it's 95 for six really really pleased for Chris Wokes and there's nobody more pleased than me with I, I don't like criticizing people especially when they're trying their absolute hardest and that guy does every single time he takes a field for England um, it hasn't happened for him in the first two test matches, but I was really pleased when he got them two wickets in and over. That's a not a good ball, and it's chopped away beautifully late. Oh, that's a lovely shot. First boundary for Joshua Silver, an ba old-fashioned back cut that could have been played in the 1950s by Dennis Compton. As a, well, that's a compliment. Um, and it takes them to 124 for six. This is the time of the game where the game went away from the West Indies. Well, the point I was making earlier, but you were texting. I wasn't texting, I was reading. No, were you? A Yorkshire, what, what a, a manifesto from Yorkshire. <laughs> I was educating myself. Okay. He's 28 from 38 balls. Here is uh, Stokes once again. Chipped up into the air and out. Straight to Sakib Mahmood. The assist goes to Matt Pryor. <laughs> the wicket goes to Ben Stokes. And um, it just seemed a bit soft and a bit tame from Kyle Mayers, just caught in two minds, really. Um, 
maybe I'm doing a disservice to Ben Stokes. Did it just stop in the pitch? I mean, it really is the tamest chip. And uh, Saki Mahmood won't get too many easier catches than that. And uh, the West Indies, just when they were beginning to settle down and uh, to, uh, to rebuild have lost Kyle Mayers, and it's only the bowlers to come now in the company of wicketkeeper Joshua De Silva. They are 128 for seven. You like a dismissal like that as a bowler, don't you? Ben Stokes has bowled pretty well. It's, it's his loose now. The knee's loosened off. You just get it round the right areas, get the batsman driving. But when the batsman drives, he has to use his feet. And unfortunately for the West Indies and Mayers, he didn't use his feet, and he clipped it straight for an easy catch to mid-on where Saqib Mahmood took a simple catch. But 1-8 to eight for 7 here on TalkSport 2. West Indies, we've been here before, but the West Indies are in trouble. Grenada's most famous cricketer at the moment would be uh, Andre Fletcher, uh, the wicketkeeper, um, uh, a big hitter. Do you know what his nickname is? Fletch. The, the Spice Man. <laughs> I thought you'd know Fletch. that. You called this place. It's a good <laughs> guess, though, that man. I like that. Fletch. <laughs> slip leg, slip oh, and uh, forward short leg. Last ball of the over, last ball before T. And the West Indies have moved to one, or have remained on 134 for seven. England, um, as I said, Matt Pryor, still very much more than uh, a nose ahead here. I mean, they, they're. They've got a very firm grip on the test match. It's just a question after T of maintaining that, that grip, maintaining their discipline and taking these last three wickets. And then they really can be in a position to, to dominate. It's T in the third and uh, deciding test match at the National Cricket Stadium in Grenada. You're listening to live and exclusive coverage of the West Indies versus England right here on TalkSport 2. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series 
in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England on Talk Sport 2. Here's Mark Nicholas. <laughs> that was a in the nick of the time flow, in the nick of time throw, wasn't it? And flow, actually. I think both apply. Down the leg side by Wokes and a tumbling Ben Folks saves the day. That could easily have... Well, it could have run for four, four buys, I think. It wouldn't have been wides. Number 55, Ben Stokes now coming into bowl. And it's whipped away by Joseph, who looks like he's going to play some shots. Didn't quite time it, so the chase is on for Johnny Bairstow. He pulls it up about five yards inside the rope. Wings it back into Dan Lawrence, who tries to clean up, but spills it one-handed back down towards the striker's end. Loosener from Ben Stokes, floated full, whipped Caribbean style for Malzari Joseph. I think this is that, if this is the plan from Alzari Joseph, I don't think it's a bad one. Oh, he's just, he's so nearly bold. Stokes follows through and says something. It's a, it's a wavy old waft and it nips back off the seam, but it didn't hit off stump. So unlucky for Ben Stokes. End of that over. One for one for seven, and we're on TalkSport 2. Smokes, who runs into Joseph now. Down come the pitch, comes Joseph. He came at Wokes, and then Wokes banged it into the surface because he came so early, and he sort of fended it and pushed it, and it looped up in the air, but short of, of Chris Wokes. Uh, a, an untidy bit of cricket, but one that might have resulted in a wicket for England on another day. Joseph stands with himself a little open. They used to call it two-eyed, but you don't really hear that anymore. A little open and his bat up, almost like a, a not not like a baseballer, but not not far off that idea. Ready just to slap it leg side at any opportunity, but that ball he blocked. Got a bright yellow bat rubber on the handle. He's got an arm guard on. He taps the ground hard now. As Wokes turns, so he stands up with that bat raised pointing to first or second slip. He goes for the hook shot. It's high in the air. It's a great hit. Six runs for Alzari Joseph. What do you think of the pitch? We, you know, you, we, we sit here for hours on end. We see a bit of uneven bounce, not much sideways movement now. Um, you know, it, it, there's a temptation to think that it's the poor batting that's causing the problems for the sides rather than and, and then when the tail ender comes in, of course, they're not under the same pressure of expectation. And it seems they're finding it easier, yeah? I agree. I, I look at, you look at the way England started you know, in, that, in that first innings. You know, didn't too many alarms. And then Crawley trip, chips Myers, who was a gentle medium, medium pacer, just chips him straight to extra cover. Then the demons that are in the pitch start playing on the batsman's mind and funny decisions are made 
and look at the flip side of it. Um, didn't really seem too much wrong with the pitch when England were wasting a new ball and were, West Indies were 50 for one until one rolled along the ground and the same demons were put in the mind. I, I don't think this is a, a bad, bad pitch by any stretch of the imagination. I think you, the one thing I, I will say about the pitch is if you bowl straight on it, it's very, very difficult for a batsman to score. Slow outfield. And I think it's very, very difficult for a batsman to trust ball coming onto the bat and being comfortable of executing a shot. And I think that then, that teeters whether it, it's a good enough pitch for test match cricket. So, I don't know. I, I, quite, I quite like having a pitch with something in it rather than having what we've had in Antigua and Barbados. The hosts were very ragged at the end of the first day, Harmi. I, I know we've touched on, with you, touched on their performance in the last session. Here is Wokes once again, and it's full and straight, and there's nothing wrong with the delivery, and it's pushed firmly by the silver, fielded by a diving Ben Stokes. But they were just so ragged and frayed around the edges and confused, and they just looked punch drunk in the last hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, they were tired. They were tired, and I think that comes back to the fact, you know, it comes back to what the argument now of have we got to start looking at protecting these players now? It's all well and good in COVID and keeping the game going, but I think it's it is important now that. The cricket authorities looks at, at the scheduling of, of these tours and these games. It'll, it'll definitely not happen because obviously marketing men don't want don't want that. Um, but I'm seeing now there was a talk whether Jaden Seals, a promising young 20-year-old bowler, does he play three back-to-back Test matches on three surfaces which have got well, very little pierce in them? You look at the England side. You've got your three Rolls-Royce fast bowlers injured. You've got Stokes bowling here on one leg I, I, I really do think somebody needs to look at the, the scheduling and give them some time in between games now okay i know you need to go but just before you do have you seen any monkeys on the island yet no i haven't no i've okay. not seen well, not seen any any yet the, the monkeys that are in the wild in those um, beautiful teak and mahogany forests up in the up in the mountains that, that uh, runs from north to south on the island are actually mona monkeys and um, they come from Africa originally, but uh, your challenge from, from me is to go and find yourself an agouti. They an are agouti. native, yeah, an agouti. It's a it's a rabbit-sized rodent, and they're native to Grenada. And I want you to see one and if, take a picture of one if possible. I'll, s- I'll see if I can find one. It, it sounds like it, it sounds like something that should come with a straw and a pink umbrella. <laughs> Loads of ice. I, I, I did hear a rumour that there was a monkey in the uh, in the Talksport Towers yesterday and pinched Darren Goff's lunch, so didn't. <laughs> Big fella wasn't happy. It's all right, we got him fed in the end. It's okay. It's all right. Jack Leach. Down the pitch comes <laughs> finally Josh De Silva. And not entirely convincingly, he sort of wipes it away over wide mid on. Crowd like it though, the singing and the dancing. Gets behind him, he has a smile on his face, but he hasn't stepped out and done that. He's resisted absolutely everything up to that point. Anyway, it's a good shot. I guess it's four. But th- this is really sticky here for, for Joe Root. I, I, I think he's going to have to have all his faculties ticking. He's got to be aware of everything that West Indies are trying to achieve here. 163 for seven, the difference down to just 41. How badly England need to break this partnership. 35 they've put on. Joseph goes leg side this time, is inside edge and I think he's been taken. 
Alzari Joseph stepped way, way outside his leg stump. Craig Overton followed him. And Joseph just had a swipe. That's all. That's the best way I can describe it. He just had a massive swipe. And the ball has taken the under edge of the bat. And Ben Folks tumbling away down the leg side takes a simple enough catch. And that is the end of the partnership. Samuel Badri, I can tell you, is sat next to me, utterly stunned at what he's just seen. And the score is 177 for eight. And the West Indies trail by 27. And total disbelief with that shot out of nowhere. Really inexplicable talk about giving your wicket away and gifting your wicket away totally against the run of play you were quite settled in you were looking comfortable looking organized the partnership was building you were doing everything that was required of you and then that out of the blue all of a sudden that has to be a brain fade moment from Alzari Joseph Josh De Silva on the back foot nudges it uh, behind square on the leg side and it brings up the 200 for the West Indies. It's been a toil to get there into the 78th over. Two slips in a galley. Drive, flashing drive, and the West Indies take the lead with a thick outside edge, which runs down to the unguarded third man boundary. Two slips in a galley, but uh, that never carried to any of them, and it went between second slip and galley, and Ben Stokes congratulates Kemar Roach on uh, on the boundary. It would just remind me, because it's four years since I, I was there, what's the local Grenadian beer? Caribbean. Well, is it Carib? Carib is, yeah. I've had I've had quite a few Caribs. Rum punch. Um, I can hear Goff chuckling away to himself there. No, no, me and Butch. Um, I've had quite a few Caribs. He's gone onto the wine very, very quickly. But no, it's uh, it's not disappointed. Trust me. Stokes full and wide outside the off stump. Okay, well, from me, Maddie P, and uh, Goffy. Uh, please have a cold one for us. And you know Jared doesn't drink beer, so he'd like you to have a <laughs> rum for him. I've, I've missed him on Monday night club up in Leeds. Our Monday night clubs have been, yeah, have been missed. I, I did pop in the other night on FaceTime, but um, <laughs> unfortunately, I was, uh, I've been absent like my school days. 80 overs gone. The new ball's available. I suspect England won't take it immediately. The West Indies are 210 for eight, leading by six. I think they'll definitely take it immediately. <laughs> I mean, what else are they going to do? Uh, only because they don't want it to be 10 overs. <laughs> Give over. I'll be throwing my shoe at the TV <laughs> if they don't take it. Well, the other... <laughs> that's flicked away out towards deep mid-wicket and it's going to run away for four. It, it was just too straight. Uh, it's a lovely shot from Joshua De Silva and well done to him. He's reached 50. He's acknowledging the applause from his teammates and indeed from... A majority West Indian crowd, which is a delight to see. It's probably four or five thousand local supporters and English supporters, and uh, his 50 has been very, very well earned and much appreciated. And he acknowledges that uh, that support. He's looking again at the light meter. It can't Gregor be that hard, can it, Gregory Mark? Brathwaite? I know they, 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 they. Oh no, they're now saying you've got a ball spin. Oh. Tell him to get off. They've, they've got one minute's play, as far as we can see, and now they are. They've all said, "Okay, <laughs> enough is enough." <laughs> Cricket can be a ridiculous game in such situations. They, that old line about um, use your common sense. The trouble with common sense is it's not very common. Um, so in today's play, 86 overs with 232 runs and eight wickets. You can't really fault that on a difficultish deck. But uh, credit to um, 
uh, West Indies for that, I suppose, that, that steal, actually, as much as anything else. Well, that's it for another edition of Following On. Thanks uh, for listening. And if you ever have any ideas of guests or have questions for uh, the likes of Steve Harmison or Neil Manthorpe, feel free to tweet me at Fulham John or via at cricket underscore TS. And uh, either I or one of the team will make sure that your questions are read out uh, on the show at the earliest convenience. Also, please take the time to leave a review. And if you're already a subscriber, then tell your mates to do the same. And if you want more content from the likes of Steve Harmison, then head over to his YouTube channel and tell him I sent you. Thanks for listening to Following On. The Following On podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.